for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, I am blue. You are bright and shiny in my mind. You got me loving, hating, crazy indecision in my mind. Welcome to the Fall Podcast, where the focus is on deer hunting, tips, tricks, tactics, and stories from across the Midwest. And now, here is your host, Aaron Blisey. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blisey, and this is episode number 58. And today on the show, I have Bryant Lyon from America's Best Bowstrings coming on. And uh, I don't have Justin with me today. He is uh, actually in Wisconsin with Cooper Long, and they are chasing gobblers, so he wasn't able to jump on this one, but it's just Brian and I, and we dive into uh, some things that Brian's doing this year on a new farm that he's got uh, hunting in Ohio, and kind of break down what he's going to do differently this year, and you know how he's going to use scouting as one of his main initiatives to uh, really amp up this year to to hopefully find more success and then we dive into some america's best bowstring stuff some technical things you know getting down and dirty with the strings and what they offer and and what the strings consist of and and some things that abb are doing and uh, it's a really cool podcast it's it's kind of a bs session and uh we're just able to get on here and and bs and really just kind of let her hair down and, and, and talk hunting and America's Best Bowstrings. So if you can't tell, I am still sick. I am coughing like a storm. And, uh, you know, my, my throat is just aching. You know, I've been going through this for three weeks now, and it's really it's really bothering me, and it just will not go away. And to, to top it all off, I think I got my daughter sick too, so it's just if it's not one thing it's another but i'm gonna keep this short and sweet but i i don't want you guys to forget about the the abb fall podcast uh 
code right now still going go to america's best bow strings order up your custom string type in fall podcast at checkout to get uh ten dollars off orders 99 dollars and over so if you guys could do that if you're looking for a new string and cables a full set please just go over there check them out they're really cool strings they perform really really well i'm telling you from the pursuit to the premium to the platinum it does not matter which ones you get check them out try them and uh go over there and order one and uh you know type in fall podcast at checkout and uh, you'll get a little deal so with that being said i'm gonna kick it over here and uh, we're gonna get this interview going all right, on the phone with me today is Bryant Lyon from America's Best Bowstrings. This is podcast number two I'm doing with Bryant, and uh, I'm flying solo tonight without Justin. He is uh, in Wisconsin with Cooper, and uh, they are chasing some birds. But, Bryant, what's going on, man? Oh, much, man. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. I uh, We've been talking a little bit. I've been, I'm fighting a cold still. I got a cough, and it's just, I mean, it's it's my demise. Like I, I just can't kick it. I've been doing this for like three weeks now and it sucks. My, my voice and my throat are raw and I just, I, I'm ready for it to be gone, man. I hear you. Uh, it's, it's been the worst year as far as being sick and the cough and the cold and the flu around our house here. So it's, uh, can definitely put you down and make you feel like crap. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully yeah. you can get over that soon. Yeah. And the, I mean, the kicker is too. my daughter, uh, you and I were just talking about it. She's got a hundred, 102 temp and now she's coughing and I'm like, dang it. You know, so I got her sick and I've been trying to stay away from her for the last two to three weeks. And she wants to hold my hand and give me a high five. And we only do knuckles because it's like, I just don't want to give her any of my germs. And there you go. Now it sounds like she's got it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, uh, that's the worst when your kids get sick, especially if you're the one that gives it to them. You get to just have that guilt, but most of the time we're end up taking care of the little ones anyway. So exactly. Well, I'm glad uh, you and I could get on here and do this. I mean, the last podcast we did, you know, Adam and I came down to ABB down in Ohio, and you know, you and Tim sat down with us, and we and we and we dove into a lot of you know America's best and and what you guys do and and uh, a lot of the you know different things that you guys offer. And today, I thought we could get on and. And first, I'd like to talk about, you know, your new strategies that you're going to be implementing this year for whitetail season because you're going back to a, a another farm that you haven't hunted in a little while. And, you know, you and I have been talking and you've got some different strategies that you want to do and, and some things that you're starting to implement right now that I think are pretty interesting. And, you know, you're getting that more ingrained in it and i really want to i want to dive into that and then you know we'll probably round it off with uh with some things with abb because i've got some questions for you and some things that i think some a lot of people out there should know about the strings and and uh and just go from there what do you say that sounds good to me man i mean i hope i don't bore anybody with the uh (laughs) with the hunting strategies of myself but no uh anytime i get to talk about abb and and get the good word out there i'm all about it so uh uh, I'm ready to go when you are, man. For sure. Well, first of all, I, I do want to ask you a question. I talked to you earlier today, and you're having a heck of a time with your spot hog site. So what uh, what was the conclusion of that? Did you ever get that thing figured out? I didn't, and uh, it's it's the uh, Easter holiday weekend. So uh, 
anytime the holidays are around, it is go, go, go for me and my family. We're pretty much just rolling around in the car, hitting house to house. And this evening, it kind of started early for us. So uh, the snafu was I, I got a new spot hog site and it's my first slider site, uh, first nice real site. And as I told you earlier, I had everything done. I went from 20, 30, 40, all the way back to 60, what it says to do. And I got it sighted in. I was feeling real good about it. Um, came over to the house. And of course, I got my my little distractions kind of running around the house here and there. And so I kept debating whether or not my tape was supposed to be a 27 or 28. And sure enough, it was 28. So I'm all I'm getting it all cut up, ready to go, get ready to install it. And I started to turn the dial. It wasn't completely at 20, but I started to reset the dial somewhat got distracted again. And then when I came back to it, I just started peeling the tape, uh, which with those spot hog sites, you're actually supposed to have it dialed back to 20 to the reset where you install the tape. So uh, me doing my, my little rookie move there, I just peeled the tape off and just, and that was the end of it. I mean, that was, <laughs> I, I, did, I tried to salvage it by running back out to the, out to the, uh, the yard there. And uh, I went and shot 20 and then I went back out to 60 and it was just completely not right. Uh, <laughs> so I was, it's one of those things that I was kind of going, I need to get away from this because uh, the more frustration sets in, the worse it's going to get. So yep. I just said, I'm going to walk away from it now. And I've got another excuse to go out and shoot my bow another day. So. <laughs> yeah. And I did, I kind of did the same thing when I first got my spot hug a couple years ago. And, you know, if you, you know, you're supposed to sight it in at 20 and then walk back to 60 and then put your calibration tape on it and then pick out what number of calibration tape is. Well, honestly, I think, you know, these site companies should put, you know, maybe two different, you know, site tapes in your package. Cause when you get it, you know, like you said, you're a number 28, you only have one shot at that. Like if you're, if you were to lay that site tape down and it's not right and you got to peel it back up, it's, it's pretty much toast. You know, much, so then, yes. you, then you got to order another one. So it's like, why not just throw an extra one in there for you? You know, right, right, yeah. I mean, other than like seriously, I mean, it was, it was my own stupidity, um, and I just, but I, uh, it was a frustrating process once I realized what I did. But um, I'll tell you what. Other than that, though, I'm super stoked to get this uh, to get this uh, site out there uh, on some of these 3D courses I plan on doing this year because. It'd be, like I said, my first movable uh, site, uh, it's got that dial on it. That thing is is built sturdy, and I'm really excited to use that thing. Yeah. Um, I don't get to shoot out past uh, really 30 much. And our, our indoor range at uh, ABB there is pretty much set up at 20. You can get out to 30 if you really finagle it. Um, but getting outside today, just that fresh air, and um, it was nice to be able to kind of push my boundaries a little bit. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some more long shots on with that thing. Yeah, and you got the double pin, right? I do, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I converted I sent mine to Spot Hog this year and got mine converted to the double pin and I'm glad I did it. Um, because I've just had the single pin slider fast eddy just like yours. And mm-hmm. um when I bought that site they didn't have the double pin. And now you can send it in and get it converted. So I got it converted and I'm boy, I'm glad I did that because that's gonna be a game changer. For sure. For sure. I, it is really cool for me. I had a five, a fixed five pin, which most whitetail hunters, you know, they're going to tell you, Oh, you know, the more pins you can have, the better. I mean, I think any hunter would probably say that, but, uh, doing just a little bit of playing around this year, uh, did some different shooting and testing out some different things at some shops and, uh, 
realized I was actually shooting. Um, I was trying out the Matthews Triax uh, at one of the shops, and it had a single pin on it. Yep. Uh, and I found myself really enjoying the the ease of it and just having that one pin there. Uh, it just helped my focus be. I could focus exactly where it needed to go. So, uh, just kind of looking around, I kind of bounced. Uh, working in the industry, I do. I talk to dealers a lot. They give me a lot of input. Uh, and I just, I landed on that spot hog. It was one that I kind of had circled from the get go. Um, talking with some of the guys over at ATA show there from spot hog, uh, really solidified the fact that I wanted to go with that one and kind of go to that single, it's a, it's a double pin, but it's on that single pin housing almost. Yep. Um, it just, it kind of eliminates all the riffraff of all those other pins. Um, right. again, whitetail hunter I'm shooting for the most part. Most of the shots that I'm I'm at, I'm not gonna lie, they're probably gonna be around 20 yards. It yep. doesn't sound necessarily the coolest, but most of the shots where I'm at, it's gonna be about a 20 to 30 yard shot. So yeah, I really like the idea of having that open view uh, with that single pin. I'm the same way, man, and that's I made that move, oh, four or five years ago to a to a one pin, and it was scary because you know you get a lot of guys saying you know, in the rut or, you know, you got a buck cruising or you just can't get a deer to stop. And what if you're at full draw and he moves and it's like, well, you know, I guess you just got to know your setup. Better. Exactly. You, you have to know, know your, your surroundings. And, yeah. Yep. And, and that's the beauty of that double pin too. Exactly. It, it is you got that 20 and then, you know, it kind of has that little bit where there's that play for that second pin to be anywhere. I think from, you know, 30 to mine with the way that it was going to be set up, mine would have been from 20 to 40. Yep. That's a little bit of a guessing game there, but it, in between 20 and 40, you kind of get it a little bit uh, more dialed, I think. Yeah. And I love picking my bow up and only having that one, that one pin, you know, right there, because like you said, it's, it's just not cluttered. You know, there's, it, there, to me, it was more confidence. It built more confidence. And in that, you know, like I just said, you know, a deer coming in, kind of moving out and having to move it. That kind of like went out of my head, you know, but it mm-hmm. made me, it made me shoot my bow more and it made me dissect my equipment more and, and want to know it more and know it better. And yeah. so in the long run, I think it helped me in a lot of ways as well. For sure. For sure. My problem is, is, is I don't have the greatest eyesight anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> seeing five pins, it, it, if you start backing up a little bit, it starts to blur. So it just, it gave me, like you said, confidence. It built more confidence in knowing here's my target. I've got one pin. It's like a gun or, you know, if yeah. you ever shoot, you know, a shotgun or whatever, and you got one pin to focus on. I mean, that's what you're using. So yep. uh, just, oh, I enjoy it a lot more than having a whole cluster of, of pins in there to try to figure out which one I'm doing. So I agree. You're going to like it a lot. I, I really think so. How did your season end up this year? Uh, we talked a little bit that, at the latter part of the year, but, uh, you know, how did you end up in late season? It was just as dismal <laughs> as it was when I talked to you, when you guys came in there to the, to the shop. Uh, it was a bad year. This was my worst year of hunting since I've been doing it. Um, and it just, I, I couldn't figure it out. I, I, the, the weirdest part was, is my dad lives not far from the property and he was constantly getting Intel on what the deer were doing. Um, they just weren't, they do, they were not cooperating with us. They were not responding to calling in the rut. They were not, uh, they were not really easily, um, you could not you keep a track on them. You couldn't figure out what they were doing because they were just sporadic. Yep. Uh, there was one buck that was uh, somewhat patternable, uh, but just the where he was going and the time he was going in and coming out, it just, I couldn't get a tab on him. Uh, he was kind of the one deer I narrowed down to try to get to. 
but I was I was very much jaded this year. Uh, it was it was a bad year. Typically, if I get into the late season and I still haven't filled a tag, uh, I'm gonna take a dough. I need to fill meat for the freezer. So it was disappointing uh, that I didn't even get that opportunity because there just there weren't deer. Uh, was going from spot to spot, not trying to blow it up, but it's a relatively small area that I was hunting this year. I went to a different a different farm this year that I knew had has really good potential bucks. There's a lot of big bucks in this area. Um, it's just trying to get to them. And then not too far, the neighboring property is actually leased by one of the local sportsman's clubs. So it is, uh, it's getting a little more pressured. And the pressure, I think, was the one thing that really hurt this year. And then down here too, we had a lot of weird weather. You know, there were times where we had some rain and it just, uh, rain wasn't working. And when we had some really, really sub-zero temperatures here, um, sitting up in a tree stand in those sub-zero temperatures, you're only going to last a little bit of time. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not set up with the body heater suit or anything right yep. now, but, uh, it was just, it was just a, a miserable, dismal year, uh, all the way around for me with, uh, with whitetail. It was, it was rough. Yeah. And you know, you backed off and, uh, you backed off on a piece of property you had been hunting in the past and had some really good success on, you know, what is your game plan going forward with that property? Cause you're going to kind of move back in there. Is that, that's right. Right. I am. This is a property I'm fairly familiar with. This is my in-laws property. And uh, again, I mean, my, my in-laws, they live right there on the property. It's a farm about, I think it's like 55, 60 acres. Um, it's, it's a real good spot. It's got good travel patterns. It's got a nice open field uh, that you can kind of lay some plot down in if you wanted to. Uh, and then on the other side, uh, the other side of the property, we have some real good thick cover that also goes down into a, uh, a river bottom. So I, I kind of have a good pick and choose of where I want to go, depending on the the uh, the travel route. But this year is is uh, my dedication to scouting is going to be very big as far as this summer and uh, early fall. Is I'm going to scout, scout, scout. I'm going to try to do everything I can this summer um, to try to get a better tab on on where these deer are kind of going and, and what deer we have on the property right now. Yep. And you know, from scouting, do you have some good vantage points on there? Like where you can just pull up and from the truck or something, or is it something you got to kind of get out and, and kind of get right in with them or what's your plan with that? Honestly, there is, there's a real good high point on the property that you can drive up. Um, I mean, we have a horse pasture and we have a cow pasture kind of in the area also, but there's a good vantage point where if you get up high enough, you can just hang out on the side of the road with, you know, your, your truck or car, um, and get out and just get a scope out or get your binos out and just kind of keep an eye on the field. Um, there's this real big field. It's probably about a, I would say probably the better part of almost a 300 yard field. Um, it's just all open. Uh, the deer love coming out to that thing and just to hang out. They, they, they'll use it for travel. They'll use it for food um, that it, you can guarantee that you're going to go to that spot. Probably, you know, in the summer, you're going to see them there at, uh, at uh, dusk come up, coming in. So it's a real good spot. I plan on kind of getting up to and scouting and watching this year, classing from now, what is there? Is, is there going to be standing crops on it or was it a cow or a cattle pasture? They're used to one year, the best year that we ever had on that property, we did have a very, we used half of that field for corn um, and the deer loved it. The, I mean, I saw three monsters in there. It was kind of take your pick of which one you wanted to go with. Uh, 
that year was uh, the probably the best, like I said, the best year that I had had uh, deer hunting. It was a real good year to just see a lot of good bucks, a lot of good deer running through there. Um, it just, and it made access that much easier too. Um, but this year, I don't think we're going to, we're going to have any standing crop. Um, mostly it's just a, it's just a small, uh, clover field, a little bit of an ag field. Um, I'm hoping to maybe kind of work something out where we can put just a little part, like a little bit of, of a food plot in, um, and just kind of try to get the deer in there a little bit more, try to maybe attract some more deer. Because again, this property, as crazy as this is, it actually does borderline again with that local sportsman's club. The local sportsman's club has a lot of land. Um, and so this property actually kind of butts up with it. Okay. I see. So they're, they're owning a lot of ground and there, so you said there's a lot of people that hunt that. They do. There, there's a good amount of people on that, uh, on that club. The majority of them, um, are, are, they wait for, <laughs> they wait for shotgun season. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of old timers and, and guys that just kind of wait for that, that one week of shotgun. Um, not too many archery guys there. There's a few, um, but it creates a lot of pressure on the property that's there, which in, in case kind of drives a lot of those big deer down into this area that we, we have set up this, uh, this area we have access to. Do you guys have any like funnels or any, you know, topography changes that kind of adjoin that sportsman club to you? Like any hills, ridges, a lot of ridges. Yeah. There's a lot of ridges and that is where I find a lot of the big bucks travel. Um, there's a lot of where the does travel too. I've seen a lot of good, uh, a lot of good trails and rub lines that run that ridge. I've just never been brave enough to capitalize on it. Um, just because of where it's located. It's kind of a tight space that it, it's got to be in the right spot as far as the property line goes. Yeah. Um, so I kind of try to keep an eye on that, but typically that's where they run. I saw the biggest deer I've probably ever seen in my life uh, just a couple of years ago run that ridge. Um, he was running a doe. You heard him coming a mile away, just tearing everything up. Um, and you get a glimpse of the ridge line and you see him coming almost coming your way but you knew he had a doe with him and I tried everything I could to kind of just at least get him to stop and entertain him. But being on a hot doe, man, he just had one thing on his mind and he was not coming down my way. Yeah. And that's, that's tough. I mean, you got to catch that deer at the right time too, to even just call to him and mm-hmm. you know, he's got to be in the right mood. Some deer are, some deer aren't, you know, and it's sometimes they'll just, or majority of the time they'll just look at you and be like, ah, eh, no. Like you said, they've got something else on their mind, and exactly, it's not you. <laughs> this deer almost knocked me out of my tree stand from the shake so bad. I mean, I was in my tree stand shaking about as bad as I've ever shook, uh, just from just the sheer mass and size of this deer. Uh, he was. I'm hoping. I I really don't know. Again, it's been two years since I've been on that property. I'm hoping. I'm praying he might still be around. Yep. Uh, that deer is is he is a monster i, I don't want to necessarily give out the 200 number because that everybody yeah it almost sounds crazy, everybody throws it around a little bit yeah it's a yep. it's a it, it's he, i don't think he's quite there but man he was he was pushing every bit of 170 180 he had to be really wow for sure that's awesome i mean you're you're down in a great area too you know down there in ohio and i won't give away the coordinates but <laughs> i know <laughs> right. you i know where Stay you're out. at so <laughs> But um, yeah, there's a lot of good, a lot of good potential, a lot of good genetics down here in Ohio. And we get a lot more people coming in. A lot more people are coming into Ohio because it's so easy. It's so accessible. Yeah. And there's a lot of public land. 
Um, but there's a lot of private land. A lot of guys are doing leases here now and they're coming from out of state because they hear how good and how well the, uh, the whitetails, you know, the monster bucks that are over here and especially the Midwest and, you know, over here in Ohio, it's, it's kind of created a little bit of a crazy issue as far as getting a lot of people in here, but it's good. It's good for, for deer hunting and bow hunting. And if you want to see people do well, you just kind of hope you're the one to do it. So. Right. Well, and it doesn't really help you guys either though, because you're, I mean, you guys are touching Michigan and Pennsylvania, which are and West Virginia, which, so you're touching some States that are, you know, pretty highly pressured and don't have like, you know, they do have good deer in those States, but not to the magnitude of what Ohio has. And it's convenient. I mean, for me to drive down to you, it's only five hours, mm-hmm. you know, that's nothing. And you can go down there on a Friday night, hunt Saturday, Sunday, come home and be ready for work on Monday, you know, so right. it's pretty convenient and the tags are over the counter and they're cheap, you know, and I think it, I, th- I think, you know, eventually the tags will start going up and getting a little more pricey because it is uh it is a, a hot state and a lot of people yeah. are starting to come there. Like you said, it's been discussed and I actually think it's been proposed and maybe passed that starting this summer, they are going to do an increase on a lot of tags and the license fees. I'm not sure about out of state yet, but I did see, yeah. uh, I was, I was pretty sure I saw something proposed at least uh, on, on, on raising some of the rates that, that are here for Ohio. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back real quick to your scouting. You know, you said that's going to be your main goal this year is to, to amp up your scouting. And I couldn't agree more because last year, going into last year, that was something that I did a lot differently. And, and it's, it was basically my whole game plan was to take pressure off my farm. And, you know, I was always the guy that would put cameras out and, and go in and check those all the time. You know, I wanted to see the deer. I wanted to know that they're there and be like, oh, I got the deer. You know, they're on camera and everything. But really, I, I love having those deer on camera. But, you know, that me not being able to get an opportunity at them is, you know, that sucks. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of take a step back and be like, how can I, how can I, you know, maximize my scouting, but still staying off the farm and kind of get, you know, get uh, unique with it, try to find some new ways to do it. And mm-hmm. I still put out cameras, but I put them, I, I, I do have some cameras in some, some core areas, but those cameras don't get touched until either the end of the year or if I go into a stand where I'm passing by, can grab them. Um, and that is, those cameras are running for, you know, this year. You know, last year's, you know, data is for this year. And, and I got some really good data last year on some of those cameras that I'm really going to be honing on in on this year. But some of those other cameras, you know, for the summer, I uh, they were way away, you know, on some edges mm-hmm. of crop fields and everything when the bucks are in the bucks are in their, you know, their bachelor groups anyway, and right. Velvinon and everything. And they're just gathering intel and, and what's there. And that's, that's what I did going into last year, stayed off the farm and watched from a distance. Like you said, get on a high point. And I wouldn't sit on the road right next to the farm. I would actually get off like, you know, on another mile road, like a, like a, like an adjoint. It's kind of hard to explain. It's it's a road that's probably 500 yards away, but it's up on a high hill, and I can look over the whole field and the farm with a spot and scope and still see. And, you know, cars, when they're parked on the road on my farm, 
the deer just don't come out and they don't really like it. So I needed mm-hmm. to get it far away and that's what I did. And it really helped this year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to stay back, that's, that's, that's pretty crucial. I know that we have a road, um, that goes right down into the field if we wanted to, because again, we used to run this, you know, there was some ag fields that we would run in there. Uh, we still go down through there and we kind of pull the hay out, uh, for the cattle, the cattle pastures. But, uh, you could actually go down in there and and for the most part, if there were deer in that field, they didn't really mind. They didn't care. They're kind of used to it. Cause again, it's a very 60 yards. It's still kind of a small property, um, but a very good property. The deer are pretty used to, um, you know, my father-in-law out running the side by side or up there in the cow yep. pasture, they don't really mind it so well, which is another kind of advantage that I think I have with this property, um, of getting in there because they're not as on high alert as they would be, uh, in some other areas like this, this place that I went this past year. I mean, they were just on high alert, um, at all times because of the pressure and just everything that's going on there. So, uh, I'm Really looking forward to seeing how uh, this goes this summer uh, to get in there. I, we have a couple of cameras that have been running. Uh, they're not my cameras, so I haven't really had a good chance to get up there and take a look at them yet. But um, I'm, I'm hoping to see some good potential. I'm going to get a, cam- a couple cameras out here rather soon myself. Actually, I'm going to try to get out there tomorrow morning uh, and, and get out, put out a couple cameras and uh, get my mineral sites retouched up. Uh, and just kind of do a little bit more walkabout again. This is about, you know, one of the best times you can get out and it's rainy. So I'm not going to leave much of a scent trail behind and, um, feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, for sure. Now, are you like looking at a map right now and already kind of like honing in on areas where, you know, you want to get stands in and, and where you really want to dive deeper into the farm? There's a couple of ladder stands that have been on that property. Uh, as long as I've hunted it, uh, that you can get in and deer don't care. They don't look for you. They just, they don't care. I don't know what it is. Uh, it kind of goes back to that. They're just, they're not on high alert. They almost don't care. Um, I, I was, I used to hunt from those, uh, the last couple of years, but I think there's a stand location that I'm really keying in on, uh, pretty close to that Ridge that I was talking about where I saw that one real big deer. Now it depends on what the travel, what, what route they're taking and what trails they're using. Um, but when I went in there here just recently to go lay out my first couple of mineral pits, they're still, it's like business as usual. They're still running the same trails that they've been running for the last couple of years. Um, but I just anticipate this Ridge to be a little bit more in my favor to hunt because I know the, the big bucks are running that Ridge. That's where those doe like to run, uh, yeah. especially in the rut. They like to go in there. Now, if it's not rut, there's a couple stand locations that I have, it just the deer kind of just kind of mosey through just to get into that field and that pasture that I was talking about. So I have a couple key areas that I'm I'm looking at, but it also depends on on the scouting and what's going on and what the cameras are telling me this late summer and early fall. So yeah, I mean, and things change daily, you know, for sure. And, <laughs> and it could be crops around your farm. You never know, like what other farmers are going to be putting in, so that could change patterns as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just you just don't know, but it is nice to have a game plan right now. And you know, hundred people like you and I that like ingrain ourselves in this stuff, we're we're doing it 365 days a year. So it's like, oh, what can we change? You know, what what can yep. I dive into a little more to to maybe give myself a little upper hand? You know, this mm-hmm. upcoming year. So and that's that's what's fun. Yeah, I, I drive my wife nuts with this talk, man. Like it's insane. I, I'm like I'm always talking about. It. It's all I talk about. 
Yeah. You know, I'm either talking about what happened or, you know, what's going on at work or what kind of, you know, what, uh, you know, like big deal we got working on or something that's coming up or I'm hunting or I'm shooting my bow like today, you know, we're driving to my, my, my mother-in-law's for, for, uh, like the Easter dinner over there. And I'm talking about on the way there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole bow issue, my spot hog, you know, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I, I had this much, you know, the wind was moving me a little bit this much here. And I, I feel bad for it because it is, it's, it's literally all I think about is just getting out. I love hunting. I love shooting my bow. It's a whole lifestyle yeah. and hobby. That's just, when I have a kid, it's all I loved. I used to wait for my dad to get home from work when I get off of school. And exactly. it was like, I was already in my camo and it was like, as soon as he got in, it was like, let's go get in the truck. We're going. And yep, I, was, I was all about, sure. it. I was there. Um, I was disappointed on the nights that I couldn't. Uh, but those were typically those, those really good rut nights. And my dad didn't want the, <laughs> want yep. me tagging along <laughs> on those ones just because, uh, the, the, you know, the odds of me maybe messing something up or adding more scent to the equation right. just weren't favorable. But as, as often as I could, I would just, as soon as I got home, it was just getting out there with my dad and uh, my cousins. And it was, is a blast. This is all I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I'm in Ohio. It's not like we're living on the beach or, you know, somewhere cool where it's like, you're an Amish country. We're, we're hunters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're just these t- typical redneck hunters down here, you know, just kind of, that's what we do. We fish, we hunt, we camp. I mean, that is yep. literally, that is Ohio. Yep. So. Yeah. And it's funny you say that about your wife because I'm the same way. And, you know, this, a couple months ago, I got this new bow press and I've been, and it's been something I've been, you know, I've been talking to you about, but it's been something I've been working on for the last couple of years is kind of tinkering with bows and everything. And finally I made the plunge, got this press. Well, I've worked on probably 15 bows in the last two months, you know, just from friends, Mm -hmm. family, you know, buddies, all that stuff. And it's just diving in and just trying to figure it out more. Well, you know, I, I got a new string for my wife, wife's bow from you. And, you know, we got a, a, a platinum series string from you and I put it on the bow and got everything dialed, ready to go, started paper tuning it. And I had this like wicked low left tear and I could not get it out. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm like just sitting there and thinking, and I I put it away for like a week and I'm like, I'll come back to it. Cause I didn't have any time and I got sick and everything. So right. today, you know, my wife and I are home and Peyton's home and, and uh, my wife put Peyton down for a nap. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go down there and I'm going to really figure this out. And I figured, cause my wife's a lefty and I'm a righty. So I'm like, well, maybe, uh, you know, maybe it's how I'm holding the bow or maybe it's, you know, how I'm releasing or something. So I'm going to have her come down and, and do it. And when she came down, she started doing the same thing. Well, I was looking at how she was, you know, when she would go back to full draw and the top cam had some, had some wicked cam lean. So I'm like, okay, that's my problem. I knew right away. And I, and I just kind of, I was like, it, you know, I didn't, I wasn't thinking of that. And the timing, the bow was in time, had it on the draw board, the bow was in time and everything. I'm like, what is this? So I put the bow in the press and I took the yoke and I, I twisted the one side of the yoke like five times, took it back out. I shot it bullet hole, bullet hole. And I'm like, oh. okay, that was it. You yep. know, so, but it's, it goes back to like, that's all I'm doing. If I have a spare yeah. time, I'm down here in the, in the basement, tinkering on bows or doing podcasts, talking about deer hunting. So I agree, man. I love it. it and it's living the dream. It, it is. is. And that's, that's awesome. And, and real quick, shout out to your wife, lefties United I left <laughs> myself. I take so much flack for being wrong handed and I do the air quotations when I say that, but <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's difficult, though, (laughs) for you guys because to get a bow, like to order a bow, it takes forever to get them. Mm -hmm. You know, and everything's like prolonged and, you know, you can never get anything. It's either in stock, it's already there because nobody else is left handed or, yeah, you got to wait on it. I was actually pretty lucky, like with everything that I've done so far is, uh, you know, my bow, the shop had it, you know, they had it within a week. And I just, I was ready to go right after that. And then, you know, my site, it was already in stock. Nobody's left-handed. So uh, I got that pretty quickly. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I get a lot of flack for being a left-handed and uh, for, for my bow choice, but it's, uh, it's, it's all part of it. It's all yeah, fun. I love it, it is. It is. And I'm hoping my daughter is actually going to be a lefty. I hope for, for athletics, you know, and right. hey, so I'm hoping, but I think it makes she's it a, a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure she's a righty. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. You'll see. You'll see. She's got some time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I want to jump in here, um, to some ABB things and talk, you know, a little bit more about these strings and, you know, get into some like technical things of them and some things that a lot of people might not know. And, I kind of want to give you some of my feedback on them because I have a, a couple sets of them, um, and not just because you know you and you know ABB and and the Fall Podcaster are partnered up. It's not because of that, but I you know you and I have a pretty good relationship to where I'm going to give you the truth, you know, and everything, sure. and what I think about it. And I think that's you know you've kind of relayed the message to me that that's what all you want to hear, you know, because you guys want to know from all your customers and, and everything, what's your thoughts on it? So I eventually want to get into that, but first of all, I want you to break down, and I think we did this in the first one, but I, I kind of want to break down it again, um, the the different series of strings that you offer for compound bows and each of those strings, like what they are, you know, meant for, you know, I, all of them, I mean, any of them you can put on a bow and, and go hunting and, and shoot with, but like you guys have kind of segregated them in, in ways to where, you know, this is more for this kind of person, or this is more for this kind of person. So I kind of want to dive into that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, it's something that not a lot of people know. And we get questioned every day about this and, and it's almost to the point where we're well-versed on how to explain it because um, we just, we kind of know what people are looking for or, or, and we try to just talk them through to find out what they are looking for, I guess. But, um, I'm kind of going to do it in a little bit of a reverse fashion. Yeah. And I know you said, you know, talking about compounds, I do want to also let people know that, uh, America's best bow strings, we build for crossbows. We build for recurves. We build for long bows. If it's a string that goes on a bow, we build it. Um, our most popular, I mean, obviously we sell a whole lot more compounds just because of, um, just the performance of these things and, and, and all these new compound bows that are constantly coming out. Uh, but in, in a little bit of the reverse order, what we did this year is we used to have uh, a platinum premium grizzly and rhino series. There was a lot of confusion with what each one was doing. It was four series. Uh, so we had a lot of discussion and I know when you guys were coming, when you guys came down to the shop, we were kind of talking a little bit about how we kind of had something under wraps and we were waiting to release it. But what we did is we did away with that grizzly and rhino series, um, to kind of help alleviate the headache and the confusion of well, all these different string, you know, these different string materials and all this stuff going on. It's a lot of, a lot to process and a lot to explain. So we kind of simplified it by making it almost a good, better, best system. And, and that's actually what it is, is good, better, best. 
uh, to start out, I mean, if you go to the good, the entry level is our new pursuit series. Uh, and we kind of came to the name pursuit because it is a very entry level, uh, custom string. This, if you're, you're not familiar with custom strings, you're kind of on a budget or you're just not, you're not sure yet. Uh, pursuit is a very good string to get into. Uh, it is, uh, it's a good bow hunter string. And when I say that it's, it's going to perform well, it's made out of an 8125 material. All of our material comes from BCY, as you'll find with a lot of bowstring manufacturers that are out there. They're using BCY material. We all get the material from the same source. It's just what we do with that material that really makes a, a difference for us. Um, so with that pursuit, we do, we do aim it at just kind of that entry level string series. It's a good system to go with. Um, going up from there is our premium series, which for the most part, that, that was the actual, that was the original series that, uh, that Jerry came up with when founding America's best bowstrings. He called it the premium. And, uh, that one there has been around for a while. It's probably still our most popular just due to the price point, uh, and the performance of it. Uh, BCY just kind of did away with the, uh, BCYX material, which is what premium was made out of. So we kind of had a conundrum of trying to figure out what did we want to do to really replace that BCYX with the premium. We were kind of at a crossroads there. So what we did is we decided to go with 452X, which is, in my opinion, the best material out there right now. Um, and it's it's just going to have a lot of the technology that America's Best Bowstrings offers. Um, but again, this one, if we're going from pursuit to the premium, that is our better system. It's it's going to be a more high performance than that pursuit. It's going to be very durable. The durability factor on a premium is very it's it's it does very well. Um, again, like a lot of our Western dealers, those guys beat the crap out of their gear, uh, and they believe very much in that premium system. Uh, they do that with a lot of guys that are out there that are they're bow hunters. They're just gear junkies. So we get the we get the the premium series there, again made out of the 452X, and then we we go up to the the platinum series, which is our our flagship string. That is the best of the best cream of the crop. Um, platinum is again it's made out of a 452X, which a lot of people get like okay, well why is your premium in platinum but your platinum is more expensive? The platinum process is something that we kind of keep hush hush, and it's only for us to know. Um, but it goes through a lot of extra paces in the build process. Um, it's basically if a target archer, we, we, it's the most high performance string that's going to be out there. Uh, a tar, we, we kind of build it around the thought of a target archer needs something that is absolutely concrete, high performance, and is just not going to give up. It's not going to vary. Uh, you're not going to have any issues with it. And we trans, we translated that to being a bow hunting string and the platinum is just overall, if you look at this, all our strings, our string series, uh, platinum is going to give you everything you want. And then some it's the high performer. It has our fast technology built into it, which is literally adding feet per second to your string and your arrow speeds. Um, our fiber lock, which is, is, is ensuring that there's no variance shot for shot. Um, there's going to be no, uh, variation due to temperature changes. A lot of guys, you know, they're hunting in varying temperatures throughout the day. And it just, it holds up the best in that, in that aspect. So that's kind of a little bit of a, I guess one of the best ways that I can explain it. 
uh, is, is that good, better, best. You're looking at Pursuit, Premium, Platinum, Platinum being our best. And we're really proud of that one. It's picked up a lot of um, a lot of notoriety. A lot of our retail customers are really coming to that string just because of the performance aspect. The All of our strings have a very, are very good at the ease of installation. And the fact that it, it's going to not take really much shoot in time or any tuning. Um, we're very proud of those things as far as the string series and uh, just really excited with what we're doing. And that platinum is really picking up speed as far as one of the top strings out there right now. Yeah. And I can vouch for these as well. Cause I've got a set of the pursuit. I got a set of the platinum and the premium. Um, my wife's got the premium. I've got a plat platinum on my, the bow that I use all the time. And then I've got a bow build going right now on a bow that I, story I told you about I you know I bought a bow 10 years ago got rid of it and I finally uh was able to get the same exact bow back uh last week so I'm I'm rebuilding that bow and I got a a pursuit set for that now you know like I had mentioned earlier you know I've I've been doing a lot of bow tuning and and bow work and stuff in my basement and and kind of getting better with that and what Bryant was talking about with the the shoot in and you know the shoot in time and the tuning he's not lying like all these strings all three of them i mean within six to ten shots it is tuned and the string is like shot in if that makes sense so what i mean by that is broken it is like stretched to where it's not going to go anymore and there's no peep rotation and i you know it's something you and i were talking about peep rotation not too long ago and and I think that's something somebody, you know, everybody needs to know what peep rotation is because a lot of people thought, you know, or think, and I was one of them for the longest time is, you know, when you pull the bow back and your peep doesn't come back, you know, square every time. Now, you kind of uh, opened my eyes to this. So could you kind of take it from there and, and kind of explain what peep rotation is? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a very um, common misconception amongst bowstrings is what is real peep rotation? Uh, real peep rotation is actually going to be when your bow, when you go to draw back, you're actually watching that peep. It's rotating. It's actually turning inside of the string. The common misconception is, is if a peep is at rest and it's it's kind of it's slanted a little bit to an angle um, or it's it's kind of rotated when it's already at rest. People think that's peep rotation. Oh, my peep rotated while it's sitting. Not necessarily. Uh, most times, if you actually just make your your D loop parallel with that peep, when you pull that thing back, yeah, it's going to move, um, but it's actually not peep rotation. Um, when you line up that D loop, it's going to bring it right back. Because the one thing, we, the one main thing we want to remember is you want to be able to see through that peep. It's going to be flush, right, to see right through your sight. Um, so that is. And when we get into peep rotation, that is real, you know, what real peep rotation is, is when you are on the draw, it is actually, you're watching it almost, it's like, say that you're looking at your hand and you're bringing your hand back and it's, you're, you're looking at the palm of it. And then as you're doing it, it, it turns, you know, to where it's like, you're seeing the side of your hand, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, it's that, that is real peep rotation. And we, and again, peep rotation is one thing on, on America's best bow strings that we take care of. It is under that hassle-free warranty. Uh, the Pursuit series comes with a six-month ha hassle-free warranty, and then our premium and platinum are one year against that, serving separation, and stretch. You know, we talk about stretch and creep, or creep as it is technically defined. Um, and that uh, is one of those things is that uh, 
we were talking about our strings are all pre-stretched right there at the factory. I mean, that is another great aspect of what we're doing. It's they're pre-stretched. So whenever you're getting them, you're putting them on, you're not getting any more additional stretch. There's not a whole lot that's going to be happening. So your bow is going to be holding tune. We've had a lot of people tell us, I keep losing poundage. I keep losing poundage. I have to go back to my shop. I got to retune it. I got to put it in my press. I constantly mess with this stuff. But then they say, oh, you know, they get our strings and they go, you guys were right. There's, there's no, there's no, I'm not losing my poundage. Uh, I'm not getting this stretch. I'm not having to constantly retune this thing because it's a pain in the butt. Uh, we know that, especially with our dealers uh, and in our, and a lot of the retail customer base anymore, they know their stuff. Uh, they're, they're, everybody's learning about, they're, they're kind of investing in being, you know, a total archer and a DIY guy, a tech guy. Um, so we can't just fake this stuff and just talk about it as if, you know, we got to back it up and our strings do if they've done that for a very long time since the company's been in and we're very proud of that. Yeah. And you can make them as sexy as you want as well. I mean, you guys have endless color opportunities and with your, your shrink wrap on your speed knocks and everything, you can change all these colors. And I mean, I'm looking at a color palette right now, which is, I mean, it, it's so cool. Like, you know, you can go to your local dealer if, 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 if they deal with ABB and they have color swatches there so you can feel the string and twist them, uh, the two colors or three colors that you might want and actually get to see it right there. And it's, it's perfect. It, it was a great idea on your guys's end to do that because a lot of people, I mean, they fight with themselves or you even, you were even saying yourself today that you've been fighting with yourself on what one you wanted to put on your bow, you know, yeah. and it's 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 a big it's a big step because you're paying good money but at the end of the day a lot of people i think look over strings because there's like oh it's just a string you don't a lot of people don't want to put money into it but i'm here to tell you it's it's the wheels that drive the car you know it, sure. if you didn't have a string you're not you can't shoot your bow you know so yeah. why not put a lot of you know not a lot of money but put some good money into it some good and get some good quality american made strings on your bow and you're never going to have to worry about them yeah for real i mean there's two type of people when it comes to that color swatch there's the ones that call and they go yeah i don't care just make it camo <laughs> or there's the ones that are like myself like i was telling you i literally was spent about probably 2 3 weeks trying to figure out what color combination i wanted to go with uh so uh, myself, I'm going to be rocking the electric red and gun metal, uh, on the string with some solid electric red cables running that gray heat shrink, the new, uh, the custom heat shrink that we have just to give it a little bit of pop. Uh, I like to kind of give a little bit of brightness, a little bit of flair to my strings. Um, there's guys out there, the old school guys and, you know, any, they're just, some guys don't care about it. They just want a good quality product. Uh, and that's what we build. But if you, you know, you want to get into the custom colors, which we offer, like you said, a variance of. Um, one thing I want to bring up too, that's going to be released. It actually has released, just not quite yet available on our website is our, our new colors, uh, whitetail fit. And I know you, uh, you had Joel on there not too long ago. And, uh, that guy was he's, he's such a cool guy, he's, and he's, he's very inspirational with what he does. He has a real good following, uh, and he's on our staff. So, uh, we, we, we discussed with him, you know, jamming back and forth, uh, for a little while about doing, doing a custom color. And we finally came out with that one. We just literally called it white tail fit. It is a flow orange gunmetal and white tri speckled color that came out looking really cool. We're really happy with that one. Really proud of it. A lot of people have been asking about that one here recently. 
it looks sweet and you know I'm a sucker for orange because I think out of three or four of the strings that I've ordered were all orange so uh, <laughs> yeah yeah I love and that's okay there's nothing wrong with having a preference I mean you know it's it's what works for you what you like on there and uh the one question we get a lot which is kind of funny and you don't think about it I even thought this when I started working there was like can deer see the colors on those strings you know if you're putting some bright colors on there or something like that and uh it's it's if a deer, I really don't think that a deer is going to see your strings on there. I mean, for the most part, they kind of blend, even if they are of the brightest color you could come up with. Yeah. Um, but it's do what you want with those strings. I don't think a deer or, you know, any other animal game animal that you're hunting is really going to notice it. Maybe sands a turkey. That's probably right. the one that might notice it. Uh, Justin and I did a coffee call about this a while back about what deer can see in um, obviously deer are colorblind, so mm-hmm. they can't see like an orange or it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't look like orange to them, but one color that they could see a glow to, I believe I, I can't, I'm, I'm got a brain fart now, but is blue. Blue mm-hmm. is one that is kind of glows to them. Um, and I kind of, I got I can't remember, can't remember what we, we're talking about then, but I, I remember blue was one of those ones that you kind of want to stay away from. So anybody out there that wears blue jeans in the tree for camo might not want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I can remember somebody too, that has some blue, some terribly ugly blue and uh, maize and yellow <laughs> strings that he had. I don't know who get. would ever get those. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that as a reason I was like, yeah, go with blue and yellow. Sure. No. <laughs> well, and you're probably going red and gray because of the Buckeyes then, right? You know what? It's kind of one of those things that was an afterthought, but yeah, I, 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 I'm a sucker for that electric, right? It's a pretty cool looking color. And that gunmetal was fairly new. Uh, but yeah, of course. I mean, it, it does. It has that Buckeye feel to it. So I can't believe it, man. You're probably the <laughs> only guy, only Buckeye fan that I know that I can call a friend. You know, well, sometimes we're not all that bad. <laughs> yeah, we're not all that bad. That's that's the other thing. If anybody's out there that's listening, like, oh God, an Ohio State guy, we're not all that bad. There's just, there's some there's some real homers out there, but uh, well, I love my Buckeyes. But <laughs> it's like I'm not I'm not gonna be an a hole over it. Something that pisses me off is so Michigan, uh, Greg Madison, our one of our old coaches, Michigan. He left Michigan this last year, and he goes up and he's coach of Ohio State now, one of the coaches for Ohio State, and he has the audacity to audacity to go on to one of his press conferences and calls us the team up north, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm like. Are you kidding me? He's sick of getting pantsed every year. <laughs> well, every hey, November. <laughs> hey, you get that on those big jobs, but we're coming. Yeah. We're coming. Okay. Yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens. There's a whole new change going on down in Columbus, so there I'm always is. a skeptic. I'm 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 kind of I'm somewhat pessimistic and that's just one of my downfalls, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, and like you and I talked earlier, I thought for sure and you did too is thought Michigan was going to come in and blow the doors off of Ohio State last year and then Haskins just comes out of nowhere and just, I mean, just torch. Yeah, torch I ran a Michigan. bet. I ran a bet with my stepmom in 100%, just honestly feeling like I just made a bet to lose, as my bet was. She's a Michigan fan. So, God um, bless her. <laughs> so, yeah, we made that bet. And uh, I just was like, I'm going to lose this bet, you know, 10 bucks. And you know what? If, if, if uh, I win, you're going to wear an OSU jersey. If I, if you win, I'm going to put some of those god awful colors on. But, 
uh yeah we won and yeah it wasn't just a win it was a it was a pretty good beat down it, it was i didn't expect it <laughs> so it was i'll take it though uh, boy i can't wait for this next year though so we'll <laughs> see uh, uh anyway i i do want to hit on uh inside archery you guys yeah. were just featured on the inside archery publication how was that it was an experience. It's still kind of weird to look at. Uh, and again, uh, yeah, I guess America's Best Bowstrings was featured. Um, myself and uh, Tim Hostetler, our national sales manager, were kind of on the cover. So kind of, uh, you we guys called, were all yeah. over. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we called Tim the legend. You know, Tim is the legend of America's Best Bowstrings, um, and I was just kind of there as the sidekick. So um, it was it was a cool experience. Uh, it's another way for America's best bowstrings to kind of get our name out there. Um, it's a very, it's a flooded market. And however we can get an opportunity to get out there and spread our message and just talk about our product. Um, we're not going to sit here and, 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 and belittle any other bowstring manufacturer out there. That's just not us. Um, but we want to focus on what we do. And uh, we get that question a lot is like, how do your strings compare to so-and-so or whatever? It's like, I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, just because I know what we do, we focus on what we're doing. Uh, we're very, we're very proud of the aspect that we're not going to sit out there and, and belittle anybody else because we just know that we make a good product, and we're going to focus on that. And Inside Archery gave us a real opportunity to kind of spread that message out to a lot of dealers. So we have a vast dealer network, but it it gets us, it gets our story in in others' hands that just not necessarily seen it. And it was really cool to do. It was it was an experience. It was the first time I've ever been interviewed for anything uh, that was going to be in a publication. Uh, or anything like that. And uh, Jerry and Tim were also interviewed there and we featured, you know, some of our, and, and through the pictures and the story, you know, with our, uh, our staff, our production staff, our, we have an amazing production staff. I mean, um, they're in there a lot. They're in there like Monday through Friday, just killing it. You know, smoke's coming out the, out the door there because of just how quickly they're turning product. Um, but it, it's still weird. <laughs> I got the, I got the magazine just kind of hanging out there in my bedroom and every now and then it's like, I see it or, you know, I have some people send me a message and be like, Hey, check this out. You're on, you know, you're on the cover. It's like, yeah, it's kind of weird, but in, in its own roundabout way, I, it's like, this is about the company. This is, I'm really excited that we got to be on that and get our message out there. It was a real cool experience. It's our second time doing that. Um, it's been several years since we did it the first go around. I wasn't around for that, but um, we're growing as a company. And we're and it's just continued growth. We're we're really excited about what we're doing, and it was a real nice uh, nice thing of Inside Archery uh, to ask us to be on that. We were pretty honored by that. Yeah, and I mean, you guys are growing like crazy and making a great product. And I'm glad that uh, we are partnered up and and doing some things together. And I really. I'm really looking forward to the future. You know, we've got some things on the rise, not only just with the fall podcast, but with Chris and Casey, and I'm super excited about it. And I know a lot of people at the office are as well. So, yeah, it's kind of been it's been a little hush hush, and I know that, that that announcement's going to be coming up. But I know we're really excited. I'm I'm really excited about that opportunity. I mean, we work with uh, a couple other media partners with uh, Bowhunting.com, the Bowhunter Die Crew. Uh, we've been with them for a while. Uh, and then here just recently, we, we, we kicked off with Midwest Whitetail and, you know, uh, your co-host there, Justin, um, though, you know, we worked with Midwest Whitetail last year. We saw uh, tremendous feedback there. Um, and with our growth, we're just like, let's keep, let's keep going. Let's keep getting out there with people that are, 
are great ambassadors to what we do as far as hunting and the 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 social side of things and um so yeah we're america's best bowstrings is getting uh we're, we're signed up there with uh, the Kiefer brothers and uh we're very excited about this opportunity going forward yeah i mean i'm super excited as well and, and can't wait to get the ball rolling on that and and uh just see what this you know near future has for us and in in the in the distant future as well so i can't wait to build that relationship even more absolutely and that's that's another great thing that we talk about at america's best bowstrings is um when we get into these kind of things and these 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 deals with media sponsors and dealers and uh these partnerships as we like to look at them um we don't have an intention to just get our feet and you know just kind of get into the relationship or the partnership and then just kind of be like back out of it we want to be there as, as, as a long-term investment, you know, we want to be there. And that's, that's our goal is with everybody from a, from a customer to a dealer, to a media sponsor, um, you know, an OEM manufacturer that we work with. It's like, we have every intention to make it work as a long-time uh, partnership. Uh, it's just the value that we see in the people that we work with and that we want to constantly continue to build ourselves and, and work with the people that we believe are doing a great job uh, at representing uh, America's best bowstrings. So for sure, very man. excited, very excited about it. Yeah, for sure. Now, if, if anybody wanted to get their hands on, uh, America's best bowstring to try it out or, um, even see it or see, you know, a pamphlet or something, what would be the best way for them to do that? What I would recommend is the, the one thing that I want, uh, is www.americasbestbowstrings.com is the hub. That is where you can get a lot of the information that we're talking about uh, through that website. Um, we put some videos up there as far as like just some informational things, kind of, you know, the one thing we talked about, the peep rotation. What is true peep rotation? We, we do these things called tech tips um, that we kind of put in there with the video side of things. And a lot of the information can be found there at americasbestbowstrings.com. You can go through our, our custom builder and you can build whatever set you want. We're still tweaking a couple things there. Um, right now, uh, to get the, uh, addition of doing a pinstripe, you can do that third color pinstripe into the string, into the builder. Uh, we also have the new custom heat shrink. We're getting that installed. I believe it actually is ready to go. Um, as far as, is your order there. Um, there's also a dealer locator. That's one thing I don't know if a lot of people know about is we do have a dealer locator there, uh, with authorized ABB dealers. And we really want to send you to the dealer. Um, if you have a dealer close, they're a wealth of knowledge. The people we work with, they know what they're talking about. They've been doing it for a while. Um, they know what they're doing. We want to send you there. They're a wealth of knowledge. They can tell you about the strings, um, about the products, about what they're, they're going to get you set up right with your bow. And that's what's most important is we don't want to we don't want to sell you a set of strings and, and you just OK, I got the strings. Now what? You know, we want to be able to drive people to our dealers uh, because they're they know what they're doing. They, they Like I said, they've been doing it for a while. It's important for us to be able to uh, to get those people into those shops. Um, and and it, that is a real good part of America's Best Bowstrings. But as I would say, if you're looking for information. Check out our social pages, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I believe we have a Twitter also. Uh, get uh, our YouTube. We run a couple things there. But the the, the website, www.americasbestbowstrings.com, is where you'll find a lot of that information. But where it's we like to see people go is to go into the dealers and find out, you know, more about the strings. Get the info from them. 
that's their business. It's it's not just, you know, they're in the business to make money, but they're not going to work with a bad product. You know, we want you to go in there. We want you to talk to them, get that knowledge there, get that peace of mind from them. Um, if you, if you feel like you still want to go to that website, you can still purchase from our website. So there's a lot of different ways you can go through that. You can give us a call uh, at 330-893-7155. Uh, you'll most likely get myself or Tim. And there's two ways that'll go. <laughs> if you get me, I'll, I'll be kind of almost cut and dry. I'll talk to you and uh, go over anything you want to uh, want to ask. If you get with Tim, you might have a little bit of a longer conversation on your hands. <laughs> Tim is the guy that can talk to you about anything under the sun. If it is not bowstring related, you might talk about last year's hunting stories. And Tim is going to be all about that. He's, he's a great guy to talk to. And he can, he can definitely lead you into a long conversation where when you get off that phone, you're going to go, I'm never going anywhere else for a bowstring. <laughs> so, right. Uh, it, it's, it's been great to learn from him and I'm still learning every day from him and Jerry. Um, but it's, there's, there's several different ways you can get a hold of us. And, and even again, through social channels, uh, we typically, we have our, our phones on us. If somebody rings through you know, later in the evening, cause we understand there are people out in the West coast or around the world, really globally, they got a question. If I'm awake or I know if Tim's awake and one of us gets that ding on the phone, we're going to get and check that question as, as quickly as we can. Yeah, that's and that's what's great about your guys' customer service. You two, you guys handle a lot of a lot of stuff, and you guys are very good at doing it. You know, you'll be the first ones to say, you know, if you get a question on on social, you'll be the first one to say, hey, here's my number, call me, you know, talk it out, let let's figure something out. And if you need more information on it, you know, and that's what's so cool about it. Not a lot of companies out there are doing that, and that's uh, that just. Said, you know, speaks volumes of what you guys do and, and what you're about. Yeah. We still get that call. You know, there's like one a week or somebody calls and they're like, holy cow, somebody answered the phone. Like, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And then by the end of the conversation, it's just like, you can really tell they appreciated the con, like the fact that, you know, a person answered the phone and we were able to address their need or their questions. If they don't buy from us, at least we know that we we had kind of informed them as best as we can. And I'm going to be honest, again, I'm still I'm still very new to archery and to this industry and what we're doing. Um, I've learned a lot in the two years that I've been there so far. Um, sometimes I don't have all the answers. Sometimes I have to refer to Tim or I refer to Jerry. You know, sometimes it's, if it's a build question, I'll go back. I'll ask our our, our production manager. Um, hey, you know what what do I need to know about this or what, how can I you know what's the best way to explain this. Um, and that's the great thing about it is, is just that, again, it's that team atmosphere. And if I don't know something or somebody else doesn't know something, somebody else has our back. Um, they, you know, they've been doing this, we've been doing it for like 13 years now. Somebody's going to know something about it. So for sure, it, it, we, we, we pride ourselves on the customer service side of things because we understand the bar is really low as much as we don't like to admit the bar is low for customer service these days. I mean, it's just, it's overlooked. Um, but we just think about if we walked into a shop or we made a phone call, we're about to invest, you know, a couple hundred dollars uh, on on product or gear. And it's just like we want to know that we're making a good choice and, and having some we, we in the tagline. Our tagline is peace of mind is priceless. And there's a reason for that. You know, yep. we, we have it set up to where we can explain and, and inform and educate. Uh, and it's your choice to make the you know, make the purchase. We're not going to push you into a sale. We're going to inform you if you go if you call X, you know. X brand bowstrings and you feel like you want to buy from them, that's, that's your choice. We can do what we can do. Uh, and we're not going to be pushy as far as sales. We want the sale, but 
we we also we more it's more important to us to make sure that we are just there to educate you and and, and help in any way that we can. For sure. And I also don't want to forget too. You are going to be at the Total Archery Challenge in PA as well. We are, yeah. So it, if uh, anybody in that is going to that Total Archery Challenge over in PA, you're going to have some. I think you said you're going to have some color swatches and strings and everything right there, so people can play with them as well. Yeah, we're going to have color swatches set up, and this is actually. Um, it hasn't necessarily been announced yet. So it's actually the perfect place to do it is right here uh, on your show on the fall podcast that we are going to be at total archery challenge. I'll be there personally in uh, seven Springs, Pennsylvania. Uh, we will have a booth and we want people to come by and just check it out. Uh, come by the booth, talk, talk strings with us, twist up some strings. Um, we may have the, we may have the online builder available there to kind of check it out. Also, we will be taking orders on hand and, uh, we're really excited to get out to that event. That's an event that has just been building and building as far as its reputation and, and how fun it is. And people just talk about it. Those, those events sell out, uh, you know, within hours or days. Um, and it was something we had had targeted for some time. Uh, and it's just a fun event. It seems like a fun atmosphere. I've talked to a lot of the guys that are involved with it. Um, and it just, we're really pumped to be out at this event. So if you're coming by, uh, be sure to check us out. Um, I'll be there. I'll have some strings on hand. Uh, just, it'll be a real cool event. Be able to, again, it's just that, you know, spreading our footprint and getting our word out there, our message and, and what we do and on our products. Well, cool, man. I think uh, it'd be a good, good spot to end it right there. What do you think? I I'm down with it. <laughs> it's it's it, I'm looking at the clock right now and it says 10:35 here. So I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, we've been, I've just babble, babble, babble. Sometimes I don't know when to shut up. So no, you're good. I, <laughs> you're good. I, like I said, I can talk this stuff. I can talk this stuff for hours, man. We can just keep going and going and going. Yep. Well, cool. I appreciate you coming on and doing this and you know, a, a last minute kind of deal and, and, uh, coming on here and, and, just BS and I love love doing that with guys and you know especially you you and I talk quite a bit and you know for us to come on here and just record it now <laughs> is, sure. is is just fun and just kind of sit back and sip on a drink and and talk so thanks a lot yeah. I appreciate it man hey I appreciate everything you do for us uh, Aaron and uh, we're America's best bowstrings is we're we're really excited to be a part of the fall podcast and any opportunity that we could come on and kind of spread the message or just you know, just BS with you. You know, it's kind of we we say it here is uh, it, it's it's always a great opportunity, and we're really excited to be a part of it. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And there you have it, another good podcast. You know, Bryant, he's just an awesome guy. You know, and just to get him to come on here and just kind of bullshit about hunting and you know bowstrings and everything, it's just it's just cool to do that and little banter. You know, with Michigan Wolverines and Ohio State Buckeyes, so. That's kind of cool too, but I appreciate you guys listening to this. Please go to iTunes, leave a review, leave a rating. You know, anywhere where you download the podcast, actually, just just go and leave a review, leave a rating. I really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for listening. I hope everybody had a great Easter weekend, and don't forget, next week we'll have an all-new podcast right here. So thanks, guys. Thanks.